Whether you're a professional athlete or a seasoned corporate executive, it is easy to enjoy a lifestyle where a paycheck is calling all the shots. But is that sustainable forever? Welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit with Pete Gutekunst, founder of Good Financial Services and financial planner with Raymond James. Pete helps you financially bridge from the journey you've started through the life goals you've imagined. Sooner or later, by force or by choice, life takes turns. Listen as Pete discusses how to take charge and make your move on your terms with confidence. Discipline. With discipline, you can meet your goals and achieve satisfaction. But who are you kidding? It ain't easy. We are emotional human beings who can live in the moment. And yes, looking back, we may cringe at some of the poor decisions we've made. For investors, calendar year 2022 has been a challenge. Can you stick to your financial plans when your emotions are screaming for a change? Pete Gutekunst, the author of Tell Your Boss I Quit, is here with his fellow Goot Financial Certified Financial Planner, Brian Henderson, to talk about managing emotions and financial strategies. Gentlemen. Thanks, Patrice, and uh, welcome, Brian. And you know, Brian, you and I, we talk about this all the time here in the office, and it's really a major theme in my book. I think too often people are, they're trying to beat the market. Now you got me doing these uh, air quotes now all the time, but we're not videoing, so I guess <laughs> no one can see it anyway. <laughs> but uh, you know, people are trying to beat the market, whatever that means. And you and I stress purpose and people invest to support an income after their major paycheck is in. They want to put their kids through college. They're trying to, to build up a nest egg and maybe earn uh, faster than, than it would take to, to pay down their mortgage, whatever it is, but they have a purpose to that investment. And I think that's where people make their biggest mistakes is they're trying to beat something and they let their emotions get involved far too deeply. And, uh, and that's really where people start to, to kind of go astray. And we talk a lot about that here. And, and I think what I'd like to do is just really dive into that a bit. But I think before we get into purpose, we're, we're, and we're talking about investing, uh, we really have to define what the, what the length of time of a good investment is. Because you, you know there is volatility, there is risk. So why don't you just kind of walk us through when we talk about investing for the long term, what we mean by that and why that's so important to understand. Yeah, I think that is a really important topic. Um, and it's not something that I would say is necessarily easily answered either. A lot of times we'll meet someone and you know they might not believe that they are a long-term investor, or maybe someone does believe and we may think differently about that. Um, and what the timeline is as far as amount of years or months or whatever the time is to be considered a long-term investor is definitely different depending on the goal and you know what the ultimate outlook for the investment is. But one thing that's really key in being a long-term investor is understanding the power of compounding. I always think it's easiest to explain um, just with a little bit of math. And I'm a I've always been a math person, so that's just the way that I like to explain it. But comes in handy in the job, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So if you think about a 10% return. I think most people can calculate what would a 10% return be on a $100 investment? Let's just say we were able to earn 10% over some time period. And if we're getting 10% on $100 to begin with, that means we're earning $10 on that $100 investment. Now, if we take that same investment, but we put $1,000 in to start and we earn 10% on that, now we're earning $100 on that $1,000, even though we still only earned 10%. 
And so the idea is as we're earning and we're growing and continuing to invest uh, into our different nest eggs, whatever those may be, that compounding effect not only means we're growing the money that we put in there, but also the growth then becomes growth. If that $1,000 becomes 1100 and then we earn 10% on that, that means we're getting $110 on that. And that's without ever ever adding another uh, you know dollar to that investment to start with. So just understanding the ability for things to compound over time and giving uh, our investments time in the market to be able to go through that process is a really important uh, factor into being a long-term investor. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Sometimes, again, we're not we're not showing visuals, but uh, you were saying before we got on, maybe we should start doing that. But we call sometimes refer to that as the valley of despair. And you're putting in your 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 hundred dollars, and you're getting your ten dollars of growth, and not doesn't look like a whole lot is happening. And then it's all of a sudden you really see that ramp up if you give it time and you're patient to really let the power of compounding take hold. Once it once it starts to kick in, it's it's really a powerful thing. And I think even just getting more non-mathematical about it, long term can be five years, really. I think I think over five years, you go through an economic market cycle. So if you have a bad year out of five, uh, you can still come up with a reasonably good return. And I was just playing around looking, you know, here we are and getting to the tail end of the third quarter of 2022. It's been a tough year. But if we look back five years, uh, you know, we're we're still doing okay. And that's what I was saying earlier about that investor who is, you know, trying to beat the market and not really staying true to their goals. They probably in the last five years have done okay and they're on the path to achieving their goals or that money is doing for them what they needed it to do. And so that's really why I think, you know, it, it's important to have that perspective uh, of long term. And you know, it's interesting too. There's some real, real smart people out there. Uh, you know, who are given advice in in how to invest. And, uh, you know, and they talk about long-term and people come into our office and they're getting older and sort of life after the paycheck ends. And they tell us, I don't have, I don't have long-term. Well, you know, if you're 65, you're probably a good chance going to live into your 90s. So you still got 30 some years of, of long-term in there. And, uh, you know, and so that's so anybody's got long term if we're talking five years or more. And some of these experts will tell you, oh, you just kind of put it in the market. Even guys as brilliant as Warren Buffett will say, you know, just put it in some simple index and don't worry about what I do and everything. And and I think that sounds well and great. But, you know, then that doesn't account for emotions. As an investor, I don't think Warren Buffett has a lot of emotions like like a regular person was. So I was reading an article, Brian, I was I was looking just recently in the Wall Street Journal about someone I'd never heard of and a strategy and a firm I had never heard anything about, but I thought it was interesting because his point at the end for the everyday in, investor was just kind of like Warren Buffett and don't worry too much, even though what he's doing is very different. So his name was Mark Spitznagel. Uh, universe investments. And just just full disclosure, this isn't something you can invest in. I'm not making a recommendation here. And unless you're like a big pension plan or something like that, it's not the kind of strategy you can get into. Uh, but his whole thing, he's he's one of these guys that's always down on the market. He's always being a bear. And, and that's where he really shines. And so this is the kind of year where he really shines or when things were going down during COVID, that's where he shines. And obviously that doesn't work all of the time. And so, you know, this is a this is a way to try to hedge your bets, if you will, or have something working when other things aren't. And the reason I wanted to bring them up is it was interesting. Uh, during COVID, 
he had a 4,000% return, if you can imagine that. So here's a guy who was ready for something to go haywire and and it really, really paid off. And that's why you want to have different kinds of strategies in a in a long-term investments portfolio is because, like I said, some things are long-term, but sometimes we we need to feel good right now. And sometimes we, you know, we need to have a level of protection. And the California public pension plan pulled out of this strategy just before COVID. So in other words, they invested with this guy and they forgot their purpose. The reason they were in this thing was, uh, you know, when things are going wrong, that's why we own you. And he was meandering along and not doing so great. And they said, all right, forget this. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and don't you wish you still had it in your strategy? So we don't do things like that together, you and I, with with the people we work with, but we do try to have investments that are different from, let's call it that long-term traditional investments, some, some things that that uh, you know give us a little degree of, of protection uh, along the way and, and, and a differentiation. And so sometimes things aren't five years in in time horizon. We need to have some kind of different outcomes there. So, you know, we we talk about a, a non-correlated bucket. You know, that's kind of what we call it. But just talk about some of the strategies we do to include in what we would consider a non-correlated bucket. Uh, never going to see a 4,000% return, but we're going to try to to give some protection to investors and invest a little bit differently. So talk a little bit about that that piece of our strategy. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing that you said at the end there. None of, I hope if none of our clients are listening to this. They're expecting a 4,000% return from anything we're going to put them in. <laughs> yes, I don't yeah, think thanks. <laughs> thanks for making that very clear to everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> You're I right. just, just figured I would reiterate that. Right. And, but no, you bring up a great point. And it, it, timing of getting in and out of things is extremely difficult, especially if that's something that you know, you're trying to do on a regular basis. And so what you have mentioned up to this point, and what I'll kind of, you know, go into a little bit deeper is what are the types of things that we're doing so that we may not be in the best place at the best time all the time, but we're going to be in different places all the time. And the reason is just like you said, depending on what's going on with interest rates or depending on what's going on with the market in general as a whole, those are all going to be factors that play into how people perceive different types of investments, whether it's groups of different types of stocks or different types of bonds or things like that. And so some of the different strategies that we'll put into place. So we'll use something that has some type of downside buffer within a strategy that may be different and look different and act different than the broader type of investments that we use. So that would be something that um, is designed specifically for that reason. And it may not participate in the gains that you could have in a really good year in the market, but you're doing those types of things on purpose because you understand that when we do go through a year like 2022, it's nice to be able to have a place where maybe you can grab funds from if need be, or it just helps to lessen- Funds like some... distributions, like if you're taking a withdrawal. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Cash that you need to be able to pay your bills. If you're taking money out of your portfolio to pay your bills, having a place where you can grab some of that from that isn't moving the same as everything else is an important ability to have. Uh, We also have some strategies that include um, looking at different companies that may be being bought uh, or sold throughout a transaction. So if you have, just think about some big company that might buy out someone else, then uh, a lot of times the relationship of what happens to the individual stocks that are related to those companies is predictable to a certain extent. A lot of times if a company is buying out another one, the company that's 
doing the purchasing um, in the short run may pull down in price a little bit, whereas a company that's being bought uh, may move up if the price that they're being bought at is a higher price than what they're trading at right now. And so there's strategies that will try to play on that relationship of those different types of transactions that take place. That's not something that's going to move the same way as the S&P 500, but it'll still have the ability to grow over time. So- yeah, and that's that's. Uh, I just wanted to chime in there. You said not grow as much as the S and P five hundred. I, if I was doing my air quotes, I'd say the market. Yeah. Um, but but you're right. Those are things that are they're going to do. A, you know, give an ad. I'm going to say an adequate return. They're going to give us something, a level of of achievement in our investment results. But it, it doesn't matter, or or it's not dependent upon the market. So I'll just kind of, yeah, but you're on a roll there. You, you kind of, again, we got to have videos. I want to get your face on there. You're like, all right, <laughs> I'm going, Pete. Keep going. What do you got? <laughs> no, that's okay. I was just going to wrap that that up, you know, wrap up that last point there. But yeah, it's it's exactly true. You, there's not going to be something that works 100% of the time, all the time, whether that is the S&P 500 or any other type of strategy. And so just having that flexibility and that diversification across not only you know big and small companies, but also understanding that there's completely different types of you know strategies and um, ways to go about you know even further diversifying the portfolio. And so it's just it's a good thing to uh, to implement and to look at what your options are out there. Yeah, that that's great. And you know, I was I was bringing up this Mark Spitznagel, and and the idea there is that it, you know you have something that can can work for you when other things aren't. But your idea is exactly right. We we call it non-correlated, but a lot of times the industry, uh, you know, we'll think of non-correlated as alternative investments and, you know, whatever that means. But really we're, what we're saying is these are things that are just going to give us an adequate level of return over time. Uh, if, the, if the stock market is down, they shouldn't be down or they should have some degree of protection. If the bond market is struggling, they should do okay, even if interest rates are rising. Those aren't the drivers um, of those kind of investments. And that's what you need is you need to have that because not everything is long-term. You know, We were talking about what long-term is and why that's important, but there is a, a point where you're going to need to make withdrawals. And if your long-term isn't working for you, you need to give it a little more time so that the long-term turns out the way or, you know, more in alignment with what you were thinking. And that's where these non-correlated things come into play. And then if somebody needs to make a withdrawal or if things aren't working and and they don't even need to make a withdrawal, but they, well, if I had to, I could get it, get it from there. But there's more, you know, there's more to it than that. You know, we, we're really talking about this uh, kind of the, you know, this non-correlated or a way to invest. And if we just look at that all by itself, I don't think we would expect it to give us a you know market or a stock market like return but it's going to give us you know an adequate result and be there for us but along the way as well when we look at that long term bucket or that long term strategy we we like to use uh buckets within that so maybe this uh non correlated piece that we're talking about that's got a lot of different types of strategies but then we're also going to look at how we bucket or allocate that uh, you know that longer term equity-like investment. So kind of walk us through some of those different kind of strategies. Uh, you know, you could, you, I guess you could put money in cash. You could, you know, we could reverse dollar cost average, take small amounts out over time. Uh, you could delay your spending or even use your securities for 
you know, some kind of a, a collateral for lending or your house uh, in, in if you had to take distributions. But there's other ways also for us to manage uh, equity uh, volatility. So kind of what's what's different than being in the market? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And, and bucketing is something that, um, you know, we look at and talk about a lot. Well, I would say pretty much all of our clients, that's something that we'll go through over time. But what we're really looking for is exactly what you said. At what point are we going to need to grab money to be able to pay for an expected or sometimes it's even an unexpected bill that comes up over time? And having um, you know different strategies in place that either create an increased level of income that's reliable, that could be something that if you just need a small amount, you know, on a monthly basis or something like that, you could have strategies that are specifically designed for income or maybe on, you know, that longer term uh, bucket. That's something that we know if the market is looking good, then that's something that we may be pulling from on a more regular basis. And when we go through years like 2022 or, you know, back in the first quarter of 2020, that would be a time period where, you know, eh, it's really not a great time to be grabbing from this specific bucket. So what are the other things that we have in place um, to be able to recover or to be able to grab from in that shorter term time span? So it could be, um, you know, something similar to what we were just mentioning before with that long and short um, style of a, of a, a buying and acquiring company. Um, it could be something that has created income through different option writing on positions within a portfolio so there's a bunch of different ways to kind of diversify outside of just that, um, you know, small and, and large cap and and everything else that we mentioned earlier. So maybe you're you're enhancing income, and so you have a predictable or, or some type of cash flow that that even if if even if the markets aren't going right, uh, you know, following companies that are increasing their dividend is another another way where even if the if the stock markets challenge, but companies are still paying a, a dividend, companies t- or people tend to give that a little bit of a longer leash and those companies tend to hold up fairly well. So those are all different types of things. So sometimes, and to your point about all that is sometimes maybe again, I'm doing my air quotes, the market is is down a little bit, but there might be some things that are down quite a bit less. And that also helps keep that long-term investor in the long-term bucket. So you might have three or four different things that are quote unquote, air quote even, uh, long-term, but you've got uh, you know some that are working a little bit better this year, not down nearly as much as this year. And so when you're with that investor, really kind of bringing it back to where we started is behavior is when you have a client that goes, oh gosh, the stock market's down, my accounts are down, and he's, yeah, but look, look at this bucket. This bucket's off, you know, far less than the stock market. And this bucket's actually slightly positive. Well, when you look at how bad the stock market is in 2022, those are great results. And it gives you the confidence to hang in there and stay the course. And that's how you succeed in the long-term investment strategy is that you stay the course with your strategy. So it helps it helps with your behavior. To your point is if you have to make withdrawals, you have a place to go to. And so that's really what it comes down to. But that's really what we're talking about is that's where the discipline comes into play is you you have that strategy, you have those pieces in place, and that's to help keep your, your emotions in check. But you want to be disciplined and stick with it. And I'll kind of go back to that Wall Street Journal article on the, the California Pension Fund. They had a good strategy 
And uh, it was doing there what it was supposed to do for them. And it was about to really deliver its key value or purpose. And they didn't stay disciplined and they didn't stay to their strategy. So at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help help people. And that's really what we want to stay focused on purpose, stay the course with your goals. And that's the standard that we want to meet. That's the uh, the priority of a good strategy. And these are places where we can stick with it and, and get through it. So so thanks for sharing that, Brian. And and uh, I think that really helps us. Hopefully we can get emotion out of the way, uh, but working with, with a good team helps you manage emotions and also uh, revisit and stay disciplined. And that's what we do at Good Financial Services. That's what we stress and help you try to understand how you can do that through my book, Tell Your Boss I Quit. And you can pick up a copy of the book, Tell Your Boss I Quit, at tellyourbossiquitbook.com. And if you would uh, like to have a conversation with Brian or myself, jump on over to goodfinancial.com and read our uh, our blogs and see what other information we're happy to share with you there. And we're always happy to set up a conversation. And until next time, we'll see you at Tell Your Boss I Quit. Thank you for listening to Tell Your Boss I Quit. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. To learn more about defining your financial purpose and how you can thrive and not sacrifice your spending in retirement, download Tell Your Boss I Quit by Pete Goodekinst. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Goot Financial Services is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. 